Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the bad man himself, Justin Richardson, and our guest today is the one and the only Nick Lightning. J-Dub, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm fired up. Ready to go. Very good. Well, you can find all our stuff and all our content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, do us a favor and email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. And then also, uh, I really like doing this. Justin really likes doing this. We love having Nick Lightning on, but we need you to subscribe because if you don't, then my wife won't stop giving me shit for doing this show. And I just want her to stop giving me shit for doing this show. So please subscribe. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspective, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we inform with new episodes available on every platform. So check out our vibe and how we get live. Then do it a solid. Share and subscribe. All right, your royal dubness, <laughs> Sir Dubahane Dubahai, Jay Dubinsky, Jedabee. Dude, I'll tell you what. There's uh there's some people you meet, like, you know, I remember back in the day, right? When you when you saw a guy who you knew like this guy fucking kicks ass, this guy was awesome, they'd say, like, someone would be like, Hey, do you know this guy? This guy's a fucking character, right? Yeah. Right. I think I've been referenced as a character. I'm sure you have like this fucking guy. He's a fucking real character. That one. Right. There is no character more real than our guest today. Nick fucking lightning. All right. He's got a movie coming out about his life in October. Right. We're going to promo that. He's a rock god. He's a wrestling finishado, 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 whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yep. One with the fishes. Dude, I'll tell you. So a couple, I guess it was like uh, maybe two months ago, there was a wrestling pay-per-view. It was SummerSlam, right? The summer yeah. of the slam, I went to uh, Captain Jerkbeard's house to watch SummerSlam, right? So we're there, and that's the first time I got to meet old Nick Lightman, right? It was the fucking night of a lifetime. It was a <laughs> wild, I was riding the lightning that night with Nick Lightning. <laughs> All right. It was incredible. So then, you know what we said? We said, dude, we got to give this to the people. We got to let the people see this. So then what we do the next pay-per-view we had, which was AEW all out. Right. We had me, Captain Jerkbeard and Nick Lightning over. Then we recorded it. Right. And did a watch along. Right. 
And then we put out a video of our reaction to Adam Cole debuting that has 70,000 views right now on TikTok. No big deal. Fucking Nick Lightning gets it done. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick Lightning brings views. Dude, Nick Lightning is views. All right, brother. <laughs> There's no one better for views than Lightning. So that being said, he's also... There's sometimes you meet someone who's a character and they're just a fucking prick, right? You know what I mean? Like, there's plenty of people. We talked about one before the show that Nick and I know. Total <laughs> fucking prick sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I'll tell you, this guy might be the nicest dude you'll ever meet. He'll give you the shirt off his back. He's a total fucking good guy, good dude, not respectable, polite, nice. He knows to bring the queso dip to the watch alongs fucking a not dude i'll tell you what some guy shows up with chips and queso come on come on <laughs> everyone wants that guy around all the time so i'm super excited that he decided to come on the show and that he was willing to bless us with his presence and you know come on and and, and let us ride the lightning so i'm more than happy that he's here and before we get started nick lightning i would just like to ask have you seen the movie bohemian rhapsody and if yes what do you think of that piece of shit movie thank you for having me gentlemen i'm very proud to be a part of you guys well let's first of all start i sold queen in concert twice once with lambert and once with um what's his face freddie mercury no, no, Paul Rogers. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I must admit, I saw the movie, I watched it, put a tear in my eye because I didn't know all that shit went down with him. Right. But I think it was an awesome, dumb movie. I think it showed what a great singer, a great musician he was. Yeah. He was and incredible. how misunderstood he was. Yeah. Like me, I was misunderstood. I started because I'll tell you right now, when I first started 20 years ago now, believe it or not. I people call me a drag queen, a fag, everything under the sun. Yeah. They call me a girl. And I got a lot of people that, excuse my, well, I can curse, I guess. You can say whatever yeah, the fuck you, whatever want you want on this show, brother. Well, they shit on me so bad, I would say. Yeah. So that's why I never, ever try to say anything bad about them because I see a lot of good in people. Yeah. I see, like, good. I've seen so good, but I had a lot of shit talkers too. Yeah, I'm not going to drop names on here because they're n- n- no. N- but you've you've humbled Matt because Matt hates Bohemian Rhapsody. He despises the movie and does not enjoy it at all, and he doesn't sympathize, and he's a jerk. <laughs> well, but no, I'll, no. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Lightning. You know, you really can, you can, you can, you can sway the hearts of the many. I'll tell you that because there's something I do agree. One Queen is incredible. I have nothing against the band Queen. Freddie Mercury might be, if not is, the best vocalist in the history of the planet Earth. He was an incredible, incredible singer and musician, right? Also, like the his creativity for coming up with the songs that they did. Bohemian Rhapsody is just an example of them. There's a million of them out there that he, you know, was responsible for. Him and the band, we'll say he's not alone, but he was there with them, right? And I have nothing but love for him. I'm just upset is how he was portrayed and how the movie went i'm just saying i you know oh okay i see yeah, what you're getting Queen, at. just don't i don't think the movie did them justice and well yeah well i think just for a second to stop just just cut in for a sec i think the movie did some justice it showed how badly he was hurt and how bad he was ridiculed 
He had a girlfriend, as he's also knew, he had a girlfriend who was going to get engaged. The manager fucked his head up and made him go gay. But but here's the funny thing about that movie. If you watch closely that one scene when him and his so-called girlfriend were talking, and she says to him, I know you like men. I know you like men. It's okay. I'm not upset. I'll still be your friend. To me, that showed a lot of things to me. Me, I say I'm the most luckiest some bitch in the world because I get to entertain the masses by playing their guitar, playing the keyboards, air keyboards, singing the CDs, dresses this. And I've been blessed for 20 years of my life to do this. And I'm just, and these movies that come out these about these rock stars make me happy to see there's people like me, people who I admired growing up. The most person I admire in the world is Bon Jovi. He's my hero. He's my oh everything. As Maybe I got Jack. started, as I got started in this business, and I'm not gonna give no secrets away. You guys gotta come see the movie. Want to see how it ends? We'll see. Yeah. But I'll say right now, I had a blessed life, yeah. and I don't. And I told my mom, my dad, my sister a bunch of times. I mean, my friend Frankie Becker, who's my manager. Mm-hmm. So as the day comes that I can't sing no more, I don't care if I can't sing, walk, or talk. I'm gonna message you in something. Yeah. And, and, and the you're... joke goes, and they all say, "When's your so when's your so when's it over for you? When's you gonna hang it up?" And what my answer was, "When I'm in a fucking pine box." <laughs> <laughs> can't fucking really? keep the lightning down. You're gonna ride the lightning forever. Damn right. Yes, yeah. You know what? Damn- Good, because you're a fucking, you're a born entertainer, Lightning. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and we've been on this show, we've discovered that the people that do what they love for a living, right? They're the happiest and most successful people, right? Because uh-huh. if you do what you love, you don't mind doing the hard work. You know what I mean? So let's get this started a little bit. We kind of went off on a, a little bit of a tangent, but I'm excited to get to know the Lightning and take a ride on the Lightning. So... Lightning, uh, you were born and raised in Roxborough, is that right? Yes, that's true. Very I, was good. Bo- I was born and raised at Roxborough Memorial. Here's a little backstory. My okay. whole entire family was born at a hospital. Roxborough mm. Memorial Hospital yeah. on Ridge yeah. Avenue? Ridge yeah, and yeah. Uh, Dexter, maybe? Is that what it is? The Lyceum. Lyceum, okay. Yeah. Uh, Roxborough Avenue Lyceum is around that area. Yeah. Jamestown Street, it would be techno about stuff. Yep, yep. Okay. So Roxborough Memorial Hospital, your whole family was there. And then you grew up in Roxborough, right? Yes, I did. And did you I go to Catholic school K through 12? Hell no. Look at me, dude. Catholic school will kick me the fuck out in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like the damn omen, for God's sakes. I'm like Damien. <laughs> I'm on that joint. Things be flying. Fire shooting out. I probably yeah. have none levitating in the air somewhere. Yeah. The holy water burns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd have the priest jumping off the roof, the whole thing. Yeah. So exactly. nice. So, okay. So, what did you do public school then? Mm. Well, let's say my school life was not what, because let me set the stage. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> I was born premature. I was born with a bunch of disabilities. Asthma, allergies, and attention deficit disorder, anxiety, and, atten- and the other attention disorder, the one that starts with the H. Yeah, hyper. So, right. so, my whole entire life, I 
could not learn at all. I was too amped up, let's say, all the time. Mm -hmm. So trying to learn, well, like I say in the movie, back in the 70s and early 80s, the people didn't know how to deal with this issue. They didn't know how to deal. They were just starting to learn about everything. Yeah. And all their life, I went to public school, but I never made it through it. My mother pulled me out a couple times for fear I was going to get killed. Yeah. So, but she did send me to a to a private school called Sunrise Academy. It's not there no more. What well, was that? A church in Flower Town. All right. And that was ran by a couple ladies that were special ed teachers that did not like the system, and they did stuff on their own. And I must admit, that's the best time of my life. But here's the part: when they folded, I was almost ready to graduate eighth grade, almost. Yeah. yeah. But my mom. God love her. She's not here right now. She's out of state watching my niece and nephew. She called the school boards. No, we can't send Nick to Roxburgh High School. He'll get killed. He'll be murdered. Yeah. So she said, listen, I can't do nothing now. I need to send him somewhere for a year to get this straightened out. Yeah. So they sent me to Dobson School down on, 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 on Beer Street. Okay. Because that was a low poverty school. So she thought it'd be safe there for the time being. So then mom was told by Liz she'd get me into a private high school and everything. Yeah. So so I was back at Dobson school and it was a low poverty school. So they had the lowest of the lowest poverty rate kids down there. So they thought it was safe. Mm-hmm. My mom found out that <clears throat> there was a place, there's three private high schools like in the window. I survived a year in Dobson first. So here's the story. It's not in the movie. No other podcast has the story except for you guys. Now, well, I was in my classroom. All of a sudden, this big, heavy set dude, looks like a big boss man, walks in. Like, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And I was like, only like, let's see. Were you like 13, 12, 13? Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't remember. But he comes in says, a single line, like, what the hell's going on here? He was like freaking me out. Yeah. So he led us down the stairs in a single file. And we go to his, his bus and what chicken wire on it. It was, a, it was the bus stage transport prisoner thing. The guy said, You're going down to the roundhouse for a day to see what will happen if you do not follow the rules. The law. I'm like, what? Shit got real fast. They took, you on the, they took you on the scared straight program? Uh huh. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So yeah, you're, you know you're like about. 12, 13 years old. You're in the yeah, low so- pot. You're in a low poverty school, right? Yeah. The first day, some dude that looks like the big no, boss. No, 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 no. It was like a year later. Like okay. Three months later. It was like three months later. Okay. So you're so- in there for a few months. Everything's going okay. You're doing and good. This, and then one day, some yeah. dude shows up dressed like the big boss big man. Boss and man. for those that don't know, the He's big boss wrestler. man was a famous wrestler that dressed as a prison guard, right? Yes. So a prison guard shows up and says, he's taking you kids on the bus and he's taking you to, to prison to like show you like, this is what you're going to do if you mess up kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like wow. it's the roundhouse actually. To be the truth wow. Yeah. So so we go down and said, all right, we usually will shackle the prisoners, but we're not doing that. 
Like, uh, I'm looking around my friends, and one girl was sitting beside me. God, I forget her name. She was crying. Like, she was terrified. Yeah. I went over. I was like, it's okay. It's just a trip. Nothing's going to happen. You're fine. Stick yeah. with me. Yeah. So I'm like street smart. I was raised on the streets. Yeah. So I'm thinking, all right, I got this. So I, and the day I used to tie stuff around my waist, like jackets. Yeah. So they go down, they take a single file off the bus, and they take us in. They said, all right, here's processing, blah, blah, blah. So not just showing us around. So here's the part. So the guy that was with the big Bosnian is next side of me. And he says, my jacket. He says, I told you I'm tied that jacket. Uh, I don't think so. We're going there, son. I go, shit. I took my jacket, put on my arm. Like, let's, let's. So they walked us to this soundproof glass cell. Foolproof, screenproof glass, dude. 20 of us in that room for about five minutes. Felt like yeah. a turning, maybe three. I don't know, but yeah. we stood there like we stood there like because we're like now that's the part of trippy things into that. That's kind of so. First off, good for you, man. You're you're helping out the scared kids. You're sticking up for them, and yeah. then you know you you know the so they were that strict that they were like, look, you you're not having your jacket tied around your waist. You're either carrying it or wearing it. Carry it or wear it, right? And then. Yeah he they put you in a cell and and it's not even a holding cell it's like a regular like a cell with soundproof bulletproof glass right and they they left they left 12 13 year old kids in that room for like five minutes minutes yes but actually the teacher was there with us not inside but outside the teacher (laughs) the teacher was there still but but still you're right so the teacher's there so I'm like saying to myself, well, I was all, I, I was taught right from long as an early age from my dad and my mom. So I already knew I was on the right path. But these other kids who did not have uh, private parents, we had grown up like strict but fair. Yeah. Plus, right and wrong. What's happening if you did this the right way or wrong way? Yeah. So it was not what, so when I got out, it was like the breeze hit us and that thing was so hot in there. If I was going to pass out, I'm like, Jesus. I was like, I feel like the Shawshank Redemption in real life. <laughs> Minus. Yeah. yeah, but seriously, see, that's the good thing about, see, because you know, it was a low poverty school. They figured kids will not turn out right, let's say. Right. They, so, have, they have a higher risk of, of being going down cr- the wrong path. Wrong path. Correct. Yeah. 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 So, so they were kind of trying, like, as, from what from the adults' perspective, they're trying to like nip it in the butt to be like, "Hey, we don't yeah. want to see you here." Exactly. But if you if you don't like do the right stuff, you're gonna end up here. We know you're in a situation where you could easily go down the wrong road. So yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly right. So the good news is about all this, I made it through the year, no problems. Nice. I graduated and I went to. Vanguard High School. That's the one I chose out of the three. It was Pathway, uh, Devro, and Vanguard. The three choices. Okay. Vanguard is a school in, in Malvern slash Paoli, PA. Oh, so it must have been like the freaking tops of the tops out there. Basically. Yeah. It, it, and plus, here's the funny part. The, the city, the state paid my whole entire thing. Oh, good. That's, yeah. So it's like, 
It's like and this was the, in like the 60s or this is sorry, not 60s, the 70s, early 80s, kind of. No, it's like in the 90s now. Okay, like, uh, all right. Like in the but I went in uh, in let's see in 94 I graduated. Okay, okay, all right. Okay. So what happens that's the summer that started Nick Lightning. Funny story is that I remember at a playground, I just used to be jamming my head. Like it's in it's in the movie. Yeah. I, I used to have a ten dollar a five dollar tape that two dollar bond everything with two dollar headsets and the yeah. three to you're the old like the old walkmans right yeah exactly okay. so i was like yeah. playing like this and, and i got discovered and so that started the whole time thing so that's for it wait wait, wait. Oh, so, hold on let me give some scope to this so you're hanging out you're in high school right you have your tape deck, right? The Walkman. You have your headphones, right? You're yeah, blaring. Like, you're blaring some JBJ, which we all right. love. JBJ, fuck yeah, babe. Yeah. Fucking a. But but here's where it was. Is at the Kendrick Rec Center outside. Oh, I know school. the Kendrick Rec. Hell yeah. That's right. So you know the wall that's by the tennis courts now slash basketball Yeah, yeah, parks? yeah. On the, at the top of the hill. Yeah, that's where I got discovered. So wait, that's you're standing on the corner there. And you have your your headset on and yep. your tape deck and what you're just rocking out to some JBJ, yeah, yeah, yep. on a prayer, <laughs> yeah, bad medicine, yeah, old man, yeah, dead or alive, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was magical, <clears throat> dude. That's I'll tell you dog. what, JBJ to see them in concert must be it's got to be a good fucking mm. thing, right? Yeah, ready to blow your minds. Yeah, that's on ten times. Ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like 11 for that driving thing he pulled in the theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, we'll give you that. But <laughs> I think so. Okay. So let's bring it back. So you're hanging outside Kendrick Rec, right? Yeah. You're wearing your jean jacket. You're looking like a stud, right? You got your. No, jeans. no, no. I wasn't wearing a jean jacket. I was wearing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was wearing a pair of basketball shorts and a okay. t shirt. Okay. Nothing just normal tire. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Nothing. nothing until I, I got discovered here's because no one knows the story all right not even my best friend knows the story how it worked so this is a, a lightning it's exclusive school, right exclusive for you guys Alrighty. only and people so i was there one night and this guy walks up to me says hey buddy you sound good uh do you just really want to know what you started so just messing around says, well my name is doug stanton i want to manage you i don't know who this guy was at first well, I do local ads and I can get you started. I'm like, hell, what I got to lose? Yeah, yeah of course. There's no contract signing that BS. Basically, he just said, oh, wait, I'll show the roof. So, that a month later, he had me on my first ever tour. I was like, blown away. Like, it happened so fast. I didn't know what the hell was going on. So this is like 95, 94, 95? 94 going into 95. All right, so you were what? Like, what were you touring? You were singing. You were in a band. What? What? What was going around the town? Well, what's going around town was just me being myself and the backing band. And it's funny because I remember the first night on tour. I don't know what the hell I was doing. And just had to talk backstage in the movie. Go and they talk. One, 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 one. Go, go, go. Means one minute to show time. That means get ready. Yeah. One minute, one minute. Go, go, go. Means only the showtime. Place, place, place. Means take your place. They put you on this thing that lifts you up in the air, like a, like an elevator sort of deal. Well, where, where, where's the show where, at? Yeah, where's the show at? It was 
in Jersey somewhere. I can't remember where. It's been so long ago. Am I, yeah. Am I, but it was in like was it was at like an actual. It's not like at like you know it wasn't at like a bar like an open mic. This was an no, actual venue. This is actual venue. Shows. This is yeah. So this how is many real people? Shit. How many people do you think were there? About two. About two three thousand. I was opening act. I think I was opening act for someone. I was like, I can't remember. It's so long ago. I remember coming up like. But I, Actually, I was a drummer too. So I was playing the drums, going like crazy. Fireworks are shooting all the railings of where we come out at. And then the drummer is staying on top. The actual drummer is going to take over for me. And the guitar tech right there for my guitar. And all that started playing, singing Heartbreaker by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> what and the fuck? Yes, Heartbreaker. Dude. I was coming out blaring. And I did like, a bunch of stuff I can't remember. <laughs> Jesus, dude, so so like, mostly cover songs, no originals. Yeah, all, only covers. That's all I've been doing. So but... you're just, you were just like get you're getting the crowd hyped. You're getting them ready. You're mm-hmm. like fucking getting the energy up. Like, dude, yep. you're you lightning. I'll tell you, you're like a like a jolt of lightning because you are fucking energy. Your energy personified. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're there. You're at this two thousand to three thousand people are there. It's your first ever live show. You got to be like, you got to be shitting a brick. You know what I, I mean? Was. Like so fucking nervous. I right? was. I was. And you're sorry. going out and you're doing like covers and stuff. Like you have your guitar. You have your pick. So on, I want to get this out of the way. You keep referencing your movie. So what is the date your movie is going to be released and where oh. is it going to be shown at? Well, actually, my friend Frankie and my friend Pat, who's the director of Nick Lightning, the documentary, we've been shipping to a lot of film festivals. And we could not say nothing for a while because it's still in our wraps because we're not allowed to talk about it until you get accepted. Because if someone sees this that's in the film festival circuit, yeah, because they know whoa, 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 we can't have them because okay. here he gave it away. Okay, but we got picked for the first Lance Film Festival of Philadelphia, the top film festival in Philadelphia. Fuck yeah, like, is man. that is that this? What's is the this. what's the name of the movie? Nick Lightning. It's my name, Nick Lightning. Fucking a, right? It, it is. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be shown on October seventeenth. At the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. It starts at, at 1 o'clock and takes her 15 hours. But with that 15 hours, you get three films total, mine and two others. Nice. And I'll, so, be, in, and I'll be in full dress, too. Full gear. A. And we'll be there to support you, Lightning, of course. From 95 to 96, nonstop. In the summertime. And I go to school. So I just take a break in the winter, go to school. So when I got out in June, go do the tours. So. 96, I was tired. I was a little bit frazzled. I took three months off just to rest up because I was totally spent. Yeah. So then in 96, a month later, I came back and started again. And there's this place you don't know, know, know nothing about. It's called the Levering Rock Center. It's Levering School. You set the stage in the summer called Levering, Levering Rock Hall. Okay. And get this. I'm the only order to sell 50, 50 straight times I sold it out. I'm the only one to do it. Yeah. 50? Mm-hmm. But Hell that was from that run was from um nine ninety-nine to two thousand and four. Are, are, are you allowed to say like the band you were opening for? 
or no? I can't even remember, tell the truth. Oh, wow. No, so no, what, no, 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 no. No, it was my own tour at the time. I was on my okay. own. So when you, were sell, when you were selling out the Levering Rock Hall, that was you. Yeah, but, only me. But your, but your first ever show, you don't remember. It was just, they weren't the, it wasn't like a huge name band. It was just like a, a like a good band kind of thing. Yeah. And it I, wasn't like JBJ or anything. No, 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 no. I could, I could see in the poster, I can't remember the name, I swear to God. But it's okay. here's something else. From that time period, all the way up to 2004, I was nonstop. I was going to snail. So from 96 to 2004, you were rocking the fucking Rocking, rocking, going, no stop. I was like. Where are you touring from? Like like Philadelphia area to California, Texas? No, no. It's all around here? Tri-state? Tri-state area. Okay. So in 2004, I was tired. I was spent. Yeah, I'm so I was so Dude, that's tired. Eight years of touring, right? Like that's unreal. Yeah, in the summer, and it was like that's I don't have a girlfriend or kids. I don't have time for it. I was so busy out there. And when I had any downtime, I was playing hockey at the playground. Yeah, that's I met Frankie. Right. So down at downtime, there's not much downtime when you're doing this stuff. Yeah. So everyone wants a piece of the lightning, lightning. right? Yeah. That's well, what here it comes is. Well, here goes the serious part of what happened. This is in the movie. No, it's not, actually. I don't say anything to me about this part. Well, in 2004, I was tired. I was I was spent. In 2004, I had a press conference. I announced the farewell for Nick Lightning because I couldn't do it no more. I was tired. I was ready to walk away. So I did a couple of shows, and they were not the greatest shows in the world. I was not into it. I was not yeah. my normal happy self. I was bitchy backstage, demanding. Yeah. They called me a diva, and that's where I got it from. Yeah. So I was like a total bitch. And I'm yeah. not proud of it. Just how it was at the time. I was in a dark place. Yeah. So so on July 22nd, in a hot auditorium at Kendrick, 198 degrees, let's say, yeah. I had my last out. Only about five people showed up. So I was, I threw, I got so upset, I threw the drumsticks right the drum kit, kicked it and walked off in the middle show. I was done. Yeah. <clears throat> so at that time, I was going to feel suicidal. I was ready to take, my, I, I had it. I was ready to end it yeah. all together. Yeah. But my friend Frankie, God love him. He got, he talked to me, he got me through it. And, and that's when I started, well, for the two years I was out, I was doing movies. I was making movies. I, I want to do acting. I want to do an acting business. Yeah. Figure something new to do. So I did a couple of low budget films with my friend Pat. Did a couple of 48 film films. They're called the 48 hour film festivals. Okay. That's when you have 40 hours to write, produce, edit, and take it to the thing. Oh, shit. So I did it twice with him. I did one called Tame the Game, American Dream. And high stakes operation, so like a kind of like a comedy restaurant. All right. So, well, so then here's the funny part. In 07, in August, I watched a show called Mission Man Band about these super crews that are boy bands, and I hate boy bands. I trash them so big time. They're, they're they have no fucking talent at all, in my opinion. So yeah, Justin Timberlake's a piece of shit, isn't he? <laughs> right. real, real no talent. 
Yeah. yeah. So, so I was saying, so I saw that I got my cell phone like this. I said, no, manager, get my shit out. Here I come. Click. I was on the race. I was coming back. I went to the rehearsal studio, got all my gear out. For the first week, I was so nervous. I felt like getting sick in the stomach. I was starting to get all over again. But my friend Frankie talked to me constantly. So on December on, on 12, 7 or 7, I came back out to the and started all over again. Reborn, rejuvenated, re, it's kind of like being reborn again. Well, tell my friend Tari Hart, who was my only after a couple times, to dare to share the moment. I had Chris Morris there a couple times, open up for me. I had my friend Jeff Sire Elvis a couple times and open up for me. That all my friends there all the times and I came back and I was that's a special point in the movie no no story is only in the movie is that my mom means everything to me my mom's everything to me she's been with me through the shittiest times and the really really shitty 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 times yeah so that night I was unplanned I planned I unplanned it I don't my shows you know I, mean? I don't plan it I just yeah, I go out hard. and rock. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I have a script. I have a set list, but sometimes I get a little off of it. <laughs> you got to so feel. Okay. You're feeling the crowd, right? And so I, I go saying my Chicago's huge inspiration to my mom. Oh come on! And I sit by her and I sing that song, and I give her hugs. Mom, I love you. You really see my ass. Damn. And then let's fast forward to my trip anniversary. What this movie is based upon. Well, hold I've on, done. hold on. So can I I want to say, right? Yeah. You so 96 to 04, you're going hard, then you kind of spiral out at the end because you were yes. just burnt the hell out. You're B, B word, burned out, right? Yeah, burnt then, to a crisp. Yeah. So then you take a couple years off and you get the bug back, and you're like, look, I'm a performer, I'm an entertainer. This is who I am. This is what I do. And in 07, you come, you get back in and you get back on the horse and you fucking rock the place out. Right. Mm -hmm. And then while doing that, there's a moment where you're at a show and you sing, you know, you're the velvet to my life. Thank God he does not sing, guys. Thank God he doesn't. Thank God. Hey, hey. Amen, brother. And then so you like you have that great moment with your mom where yeah. you're you sing to her. That's dude, that's incredible, man. That's well, awesome. Well, then, actually, let's fast forward a little bit now. Okay. Now this like I said, this movie is based on my twenty anniversary show. Happened like three years ago. Okay. Your twentieth oh. anniversary? My twenty-fifth. Twenty-fifth. Fuck on Ooh. me. All right. So at that time, it shows in the movie, I hurt my knee real bad. I had a brace on. I couldn't walk some pain. I was saying like in the proxen to keep the pain down. So, but I see her me in the movie say, no voice, no leg, no whatever. I'm still doing the show. I'm rocking this place out. So, at the oh. show, Frankie says to me, Nick, are you gonna, I see you've got the inspiration on your set list. You're going to sing to your mom again. Like, yeah, I am. going to be duplicated. Well, you should tell me, well, so I told my mom before I called her in the dressing room and said, no, listen, act surprise. I'm going to call up and inspiration again. Act surprise. I'm going to give her a head and start. Yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of the show, I say on the microphone, say, headset, say, ladies and gentlemen, 
I had not such an easy life. My life has been not easy at all, but my mom here has always been there, fighting my battles, and been with me. I'm up here for a second. I started choking up singing. Everybody was crying. It was like a fucking tear fest. Yeah. That's how emotional it was. And I was crying. You hear me in the the music in the video. I mean, losing my voice. I was getting choked up. My soul got choked up this very day about it. Yeah. That's my mom. That's the one that been there. And and, well, my mom, my sister, my dad, there's no me. Yeah. And, And my sister, it's been my biggest fan since day one. <laughs> and she's been there and she actually just bought her tickets online for my movie premiere. She's on the first ones to do it. She, she, she says, I'm going to drop the kids off my girlfriend's house. Come to see you, Nick, at your premiere. And that means a lot to me. Yeah. It means a lot. Of all the stuff on my stage, all my gear, all the things I own, my mom actually built that by hand with me. All the props and it built by hand. I mean, my mom. Oh, yeah. And my outfits are, are help. I think my outfits, but my mom helps me bring them to life. Yeah. So, yeah, but as I got more into my show business life, that's since it's a big thing now, I'm, I'm a, it's a big production now. Yeah. You gotta see my stage. I make my cruise shit stage, no, a little puppy dog show. <laughs> the shit I pull. You have so, a lot of fireworks, a lot, a lot of pyro. Yeah. I wish. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm still trying to do. I haven't got that far yet, but hell. One of these days, I'm gonna set something on fire for the fuck of it. <laughs> Hold sparklers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be like Gilbert, basically, in wrestling. The sparklers. No, so uh, for those of you who don't know, Justin, you might not know. So um, Chris Jericho, one of the all-time best. He's incredible. Damn right. He had a feud with Jericho and. So, uh, uh, or he, so Jericho had a few with Goldberg, and what Goldberg's entrance used to be, it was like a big thing where he would, uh, he would, yeah, but he would start in the back, he would walk out from the back with security, right, and then mm-hmm. he would come out, and he's like this huge jack guy. Then they would have like fireworks and smoke and everything, like shit. They would have like fireworks and smoke and everything, like he's standing in the middle of it and then he fucking rips out of it. He's like, ah, and he yells and all this stuff, right? And he's this huge, jacked, like for those people who remember, Goldberg was massive, yeah, was right? Huge. So what, <laughs> what Jericho did is that he paid some guy who was like, Dude, he was bald and he looked like like he was like a pudgy kind of like out of shape kind of looking dude. And he was like, he kind of like he was just a bald, like short guy. And he put him in the same same kind of trunks and everything. He hit Goldberg's music. So the crowd starts chanting Goldberg, Goldberg. And then all of a sudden, who comes out? But Gilbert, Gilbert, and the ring goes like sparklers. <laughs> yeah, instead of like massive pyro, yeah, it's a couple like, guys holding sparklers. It's an all time, an all time. Oh, yeah, so good. Gilbert, too. Gilbert got over just because he was, it was so fucking funny. It yeah. was so <laughs> actually, funny. Actually, that's why we laughed with sparklers. You said it, that's why we laughed. Yeah. yeah. Because now, seriously, I won't do that when you say seven so big show like that. But technically, we call a pandemic in the way of everything. That's yeah. not, but tell the truth is that 
like I said, my life is, well, let's say, 20th anniversary was awesome. Oh, I did a little something special that night. Yeah. Let me set the stage for you. Another Do pun, it. by the way, for me. <laughs> it was the sound checks. No one's welcome with sound checks. So I'm just me by myself with the gates open or doors, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And so I'm doing Black or White by Michael Jackson. I'm practicing the song. Black oh, wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like dancing yeah. to it. Does it matter? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So at the end of the show, I had a song playing. I went, I went down to Frankie on the on the sound team. Like, Frankie, go to sound check. Michael Jackson's Black or White. Play it. He looks at me like, what are you doing, Nick? It's like, I had a thing planned, but check this out. Says, Do you know what this is? And you know, bop, bop, bop. Turn that noise down. I'm trying to like my clock in the beginning of the, of the video and everything. Yeah. So then and then and then then I just got jamming. Everybody show fucking dropped. But dad, who likes that dance music, was like, like, here's his son dressed like a fucking girl singing Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so he so Okay, so wait, so uh, was black or white like not part of your normal set list? No. Okay, no. so you would do it in rehearsals to like warm up your vocals and things yeah, like and that. Yeah, and just to screw around basically. And yeah. just to like mess around and get loose and do whatever. Yeah. So everyone knew it's not part of your normal set list. No, right? no, no. And then all of a sudden, you're in I the played. middle of your set. You're rocking hard. No, no, no. I'm at the end. It's my last okay. song of the night. You're, okay, so you're at the end of your set. You're you're doing your thing, right? And then you're like, fuck it. Let's throw a little curveball here. Yeah. And you you did a song that you've never done before, and you fucking brought the house down with Michael yeah, Jackson's Black or White. I, I was dancing to the whole time. Thing, and I had some girls from the stage. were my cousin, her girlfriends, my friend, my friend Frankie's wife. Couple other ones I know just dance with me. It was fun. I ran at a same time. Um, and, uh, and my dad says, I can't believe you had the balls to pull that off. <laughs> I'm like, because yeah, everyone knows me as a rocker, heavy metal, yeah. air metal, classic rock, rock. Yeah. And oh, that's not it. <clears throat> and on my other shows, well, this one year I did a show called Classic Nick. <clears throat> There's like a concept I had for years, like no band has. Just none of this stuff, just a normal outfit, glasses, top hat. That was it. Everything stripped down basically. So I did, I did, wait, wait. I did a uh, top hat. Yes. yes. I wear a top hat. Dude, that's fucking great. You know how long in my, like, pretty much my whole life, I've wanted to be able to wear a top hat? Never have. I would fucking love a top hat. J Dub, your, t- your, your thought, top hats. I would love to wear a top hat. Nice Fuck big yeah. Abraham Lincoln top hat. Boy. Dude, yes. Right? Like, how awesome would it be if you showed up somewhere fucking to the nines, right? You had a scarf and a fucking how do you do top hat, maybe a little cane action, you know? Like, I'm just saying, I'll tell you what, too. I got a cane that has a sword in it. Pretty fucking great, you know? I know. I got, I got, a, uh, I got, I got me a- and... Captain, sorry, I got me and Captain Jerkbeard matching cane swords this year for Christmas. Cool. Yeah. What? Sorry, what are you going to say, Justin? Oh, uh, I got a cane from my grandfather that has a gold cobra head on it. Oh, awesome. fuck yeah. yeah. Right here. Hold That's on. cool, brother. Yeah, one, Justin, let me see your cane. What do you got? I got a oh, gold-headed cobra cane. Dude. And I, cobra he guy, had baby. This, 
My grandfather had this my whole life, so I have no idea how old this is or where it came from. I just remember seeing it behind his door. Is this the grandfather that lived in Florida? Or nah, this is this is my dad's dad. So this guy's another ledge. Okay. Yeah, so he here's he to. the cane, right? Then yeah. you pop oh, it yeah. out, right? So like, Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre. Right? Like, this thing's pretty long. I don't even know if I can get it on the camera all the way. But it's like a pretty long sword, right? I think it's like three feet of steel, right? Tungsten steel or whatever the fuck it is. And it's got a grip handle, right? There's an engraving on there. I don't know if you can see it. it should say the hard right. So, yeah, man, this thing, I'm not going to lie. Wanted a cane sword my whole life. I had a friend <laughs> of mine, friend of the show, former guest of the show, Bob Quinn, had the best saying. He's like, look, sometimes you'll need a cane, but you will always need a sword. And that's <laughs> the fucking truth. Also, this thing is sharper than a motherfucker. Well, then be you know? careful. And it's hurt. like, this is like a titanium kind of fucking, you know, kind of other thing. So this would hurt. Well, too. I, hey, Matt, do not cut your pecker off now. Be careful of that thing. <laughs> careful now. Do not cut the pecker off. Yeah, so... Nice. The uh, the so funny story behind this. The engraving on this sword says the hard right. So the story behind that is Game of Thrones. We know it. We love it. Incredible show. I never. Oh, well, hold up. I've never seen it because I don't have cable. So I never got a chance to see it. Lightning. So. I will give you my HBO Max password so you can watch the show. Yeah. Oh my well, God. Lightning. You've just been yeah. running around out here for 25 years with no cable. What have you been yeah. watching? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I had cable. Yeah. When I was back in the day. Yeah. But my mom did not like how this customer service was. So she, oh, at yeah. the time, really yeah, it's the like, worst. that's it. We're done. After we're, yeah. we're done, we, we fire you. So now I got Roku's over the house. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. see. So you, you went digital before going digital was the thing to do. Yeah. 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 All right. So I'll give you my HBO Max because you need to watch Game of Thrones because it's the best thing ever. But yeah, this is some hot girls, man. Oh, you see a, a you see a lot of hot everything, buddy. Let me tell <laughs> Fucking you. Right. Fucking a. So um. But in Game of Thrones, there's like, it's, you know, a medieval type of setting and there's different noble houses and each noble house has like a saying, right? Like they're, ha- they're called their house words, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, the, the Lannisters, their sigil was a lion and then their house words are hear me roar, right? So something mm-hmm. along those lines. So I remember I'm a big Game of Thrones fan and I remember having a discussion with a buddy of mine if my family had like you know had a sigil and house words and what would the sigil be and what would the house words be so the sigil i thought of something like boxing gloves i always wanted a tattoo of boxing gloves in the shame in the shape of a four-leaf clover right and then uh the house words would have been the hard right and the reason is is because my dad used to have a saying and his saying was he's like you have two choices the hard right choice or the easy wrong choice, right? Mm, makes sense. So that was just, you know, it would have been a, a something like that. You know what I mean? That's cool. That's good. There I you like go. That. So when Actually, I got the no, swords, I got that engraved, and I have one, and Captain Jerkbeard has one, and I guarantee he doesn't appreciate it because he's a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, now there's something that like I have special to me too. Yeah. My grandfather, my dad's dad, who I loved so much, who passed in 96 the after Thanksgiving of a heart attack. 
Oh, baby. Damn. But he, but he was a hardcore golfer. He was a handicapped six. He played in every amateur porn tournament known to man. Oh, he was wow. good. Then one day, he got to play with Ben Hogan. Ooh. Oh, damn. You know Ben Hogan. Oh, yeah, man. So, Hogan, Sneed, Nicholas. Come on, yeah, man. You're well, talking some of the best. And so he didn't play. He just got a coin. His eye. I forget the it was a gold coin. I forget what the same as I played with. And then I forget what it said. Like played with years, Ben Hogan or something, right? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't never find it. So me and my dad. And my uncle John, my uncle, my uncle John, my uncle Joe, who my uncle Joe passed about four years ago, of course that unexpectedly happened. Jesus. It's just basically the only uncle I got left is my uncle John, my dad's brother, other yeah. brothers, three of them. Yeah. So we think we buried it with my grandfather that coin because we were founded it, and then he had this red hat from St. Martin Golf Club. That's his golf club for 40 years. That's where we have a golf tournament every year. That we what was the in. name of the golf club? Uh, Sam Rick or whatever? No, Sandy Run. It's Sandy Run. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Excuse <laughs> me. And, and every year, it's the, well, every year we have it called the East Falls Open. Yep. You ever hear of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All we play in every year. It's the Fucking East Falls. Well, it's the most, it's the, at 102 to show, it's the longest continuous running neighborhood tournament in the world. Oh. Every two straight years. Hmm. Never took a year off. Damn. Nice. Even through so, a pandemic. Yeah, even through the pandemic. But Fucking that, East Falls. If you're in East Falls, you already got something worse than Corona anyways. <laughs> East, East Falls is a weird place, yo. East Falls, East Falls is a weird fucking place. I remember... I just, Okay. Dude, well, Nick, are you you're you're from Roxborough, right? Yeah. What are you no, repping? East Falls? Born, no, my dad was born in East Falls. All right, okay. I got people down there. Don't worry, don't dude. Don't get me wrong. East Falls, I love a place that supports the Irish as much as the next guy, right? But there is no denying East Falls is a is East Falls is fucking a unique fucking place. Yes, right? it is. There's so at the corner of the intersection of Midvale and uh, Ridge Avenue. Right. Yeah. So at that intersection, there's a four leaf clover that's spray painted in the intersection that gets respray painted <laughs> every year on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Then, yeah, I think it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So then one year there was, uh, there's a, uh, like a Mexican restaurant. I don't know if it's still there. It was called Johnny, I, I, no, Johnny no, no, Mignanas. No, no. I think it closed. Okay. So there was a Mexican restaurant called Johnny Mignanas. I was on the corner of Ridge Avenue and Midvale, right? Where this four leaf clover is, right? Yeah, I remember it. On Cinco de Mayo one year, they that motherfucker painted over it. They tried, they painted over it with the the Mexican flag. Then the next day, the fucking place was like, like destroyed, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I I remember hearing that. Nuts, like broke all the windows, just, just demolished the place. Because we're hearing that, right? yes, like, remember that. But it's almost in a way, it's like, hey, look, I don't think you know, I don't want anyone to lose their livelihood or their business. But as like an Irish guy, I was like, fucking, you know, that was pretty great. You know what I mean? And well, that's, that's just the type of place East Falls is. If you're from East Falls, you fucking love East Falls more than you love anything else in the yes, world. East Falls right. is everything to you. Well, actually, yeah, actually, you're right. 
me, I'm a Roxbarian. Right. I am, but my family, my uncles, my my uncles, my dad, all grew up down there. That's their neighborhood. I knew the people they grew up with. They were all cool people. Yeah. I knew a couple of myself down there. <clears throat> but I'm not like into turf wars or nothing like that. Sure. Each each I am. Big turf war guy. <laughs> and he and fuck Steelers. you, Lansdale. Yeah, fuck. All right, end up. Eat, eat it. Okay, pal. <laughs> so, oh, hold up. So, what's up with Lansdale? What was, why do you say that for? It's just curiosity. Lansdale, it's the land of the free and the home of the brave. I'm from a neighborhood in Lansdale that's known as Fourth Street because there's a park there called Fourth Street Park that that's our, like, that's our stomping grounds. And I was in a gang that was called the Confederation. Well, I, I'm still in the gang because once you're Fourth Street, you're Fourth Street for life. <laughs> but I'm in a gang Four called the, Conce- the Confederation of Fourth Street Park Natives. And Justin here is from a neighborhood, a closer neighbor, na- near a neighboring neighborhood called N Dub. It's Touches, short, they, North yeah. Wales. It's its full name is North Wales, but it's Canada. short. For short, they call it N Dub, right? North Wales Borough. Nor- okay, North Wales Borough. Very nice, but for sure it's called N Dub. And I'll, I'll say this: saying the technical term, right? Hey, I'm I'm with you. So I will say this: as much as like Fourth Street and N Dub, like you know, have a friendly, friendly, friendly rivalry. I always felt we got along with you guys because we're both like you know shit kicking blue collar bastards, right? And we don't like rich people as much as you guys do. You know what I mean? So, but there is a there is a yeah. rivalry. There were there. definitely yeah. There is a rivalry. Well, actually, but well, there's a song called "Eat the Rich" by Aerosmith. So, eat the rich. What I'm gonna do is eat the rich, and I'll spit over and stir up the rest. That's the lyrics to it. Damn, I'm with it. Yeah, yeah I know my Aeros- I know my Aerosmith shit. Good. Hey, Fuck yeah. What band? Aerosmith. 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 All right, yeah, that's Aerosmith. what I thought you said. I thought you said Eric Smith at one point. I was like, who the no, fuck no, is no. Eric Smith? No. If you guys <laughs> go on your iPhones or whatever you use, go to <clears throat> so in Spotify mm-hmm. and look up Aerosmith's Get a Grip album. And that's the first song, Eat the Rich. And you, if you guys were not the rich people, you fucking love the song because he tears <laughs> the fuck out of part. I love Steven Tyler. Dude, and, uh, I'll tell you, yeah. there, that's oh, the headband. Yeah. yeah, the headband, the headband's a good Aerosmith. Yeah, this is actually the '80s hair bands. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I got. Oh, inside the shit. This is not even the movie. I forgot this one. Hit me. You guys are saying I'm with this shit. Seen... I tried. I tried off America's Got Talent. Oh. Yeah. Wait, America. Wait, wait. America's Got Talent, not American Idol. No, America Got Talent. I went down there dressed up as my Nicola Lady character with a, a, a guitar solo. I went and I tried it out. I did all this paperwork and it's like, I didn't even get picked. They just blew past me like nothing. It was an awesome experience. Dude, <laughs> they missed out because had you been on that show, you are the oh. number one fan fucking favorite. I'll tell you right now. Jada, would you agree? Yeah, it, it, wasn't, I, it wasn't the season where Howard Stern was on, was it? Oh, well, I was on a Chris that motherfucker out for fun. Yeah. I was working like, I, I to make it. What do you want? I wanted to curse him out. Yeah, uh, I was in my life under the curse out Howard Stern. Why? 
Because I hate to prank. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, because the way he talks to people and makes them shit themselves. Funny story. Actually, I was offered to go talk to Howard Stern. My friend was going to arrange it. My friend of a friend, my friends of a friend knew Baba Booey. And he saw my documentary trail. And he wanted me to come. Baba Booey. So he wanted Baba so, so so he told Howard about my movie. He's gonna have me up there talking about it. Yeah. So we're gonna go do it. And Frank says to me, Nick, are you showing you this? Can you handle it? Because he's gonna tear you apart. He says, I will spit and piss over his ass. <laughs> like, Lightning. Lightning. No, I, Come no, on. I love you. I love you. But the thing that's the thing that there is people that go up there looking to get at Howard. Right. And the thing that always gets them. Right. And it's not that they're it's not Howard at the end. It's Robin and Baba Bowie. And if yeah, when Artie was he, there, yeah, right, he, like he, it oh. was all of them. Like if they Howard would if you're going back and forth with Howard, that's one thing. But then it turns into a four on one and no one survives that. No but she one. didn't. Well, as you do, just song by Kid Rock, not one of my favorite people. It's song because you don't know a motherfucker quite, quite like me. You don't. That's the name I, of that time. is. That is. I but will actually, say that is. That should be your mantra, Lightning. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> and, and actually, my friends is Nick. You're not going up there. You're going to tell us, dude. I'm not scared of him. Uh, and he says, "We're going to talk to him. I'll be outside." Never- Coburn will come get you if you get in trouble. Like to protect me? Yeah. Said, He's a protection for me, dude. And then <laughs> what know, happened? It just didn't, it fell through. It didn't work fell out. Fell through. I I bet, I think the producer, so, uh, there's so much trailer on how crazy I am. It's like, holy shit, this is going to run for his money. Holy God, yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, fine. I say la vie. It's time yeah. for so what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so I'm like, but it's like, it's just been, it's, it's been an interesting life. <laughs> sounds yeah. like it, man. Yeah, sounds like it. Dude, well, I'll tell you the I always, so uh, when I was fighting, one of my biggest things was I was just, I just, the, in front of the crowd was always tough for me. Right. Like mm-hmm. in the, in the training room and in the wrestling room and, you know, in the, in like the practice in the ring and in the cage and all that stuff was fucking fine, doing great, no big deal. But I did have a stage fright in a way when it came into like a big situation. You know what I mean? And like I did too. It, you get distracted and it gets in your mm-hmm. head and stuff and like you just got to go. But as far as like performing, right? Like when you're out there performing, doing your thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like is that your space? Do you find solace out there? Is that like where you come together as a person and and really just like you know, it, it, it's it's like your escape from the world around you. Is that where it is? Or are you up there because you, you know, like what what is that space to you? Like, how do you like, right. how do you feel oh. about being on stage and being in that space? I went, well, all right. Well, it's funny. <clears throat> you bring it up. It's like, it's like it's <clears throat> when I'm up there, I know it was just, I see a thing of it as a sacred space. Yeah. Sacred to. <clears throat> Me being an entertainer, do what I'm doing. And you said stage fright. I still have stage fright this very day. Yeah. <clears throat> not bad, but not bad. 
enough Delicious. where you're like you even after selling out the Roxborough Rock Hall 50 times and all of these big shows, even then being in the business for over 25 years, even after all of this and all the shows and everything you've done, you still get state like a little fear going on stage. Yes, it's yeah. normal. Yeah, the fear of the unknown and everything. It's like it's like it happens. And it's like I got a cool technique I learned from someone I met years ago. It's called meditation. And nothing uh -huh. works great. It's basically do like this. Like the like this. And then you go like this. It centers your body, centers your mind, centers you totally. And I hate needles. I see that right now. I hate blood tests. I hate needles so bad. Yeah. Don't so like uh, blood tests. You know, I got to do that plus free spray. Get my mind. So it won't flip out. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like when you were born to place like me and all the problems I had growing up. I was so, I was such a uh, hyperactive kid. I never, I can never, like, let's say my mind was like a Ferrari. And I couldn't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find like a center balance. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I used to drive my mom nuts. Yeah. So, I think this was like around 2000, one of yeah. my shows. I had this guy who's opened up for me. I forget his name. He says, Listen, you're too iry. I got to teach you something that's going to help you calm yourself down. So, issue in meditation and ever since that day i've been maintaining for every concert i ever did or any event i do it helps yeah takes away the fear sickening everything and then you just go to town on it brother yeah and like now hold up back up for a second you were in the mma or something cage fighting yeah uh i fought in the ring and in the cage a bunch of and times okay the problems i met you i never knew that um i don't know it's i mean you know, I still teach it, but uh, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't had a, I haven't had a sanctioned fight since 2013, and then uh, I fought in a smoker in the last like fight I had in a smoker. I think was like 2018. So, um, you know, I, I, I still teach it and coach it, but I just haven't. I don't know. I haven't done it. I haven't had a, a fight in a while. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I did it for a long time and uh, taught, you know, I've been teaching at the Hensler Gracie PA Academy for 14 years. So, you know, I've just been involved with it for a long time. But yeah, it's not, you know, we talk about it on the show and I bring it up and I'll talk about the gym and things like that. But, you know, uh, you know, I'm here to ask the fucking questions. Lightning, <laughs> all right. So, I'm sorry. I, I just found it interesting for a second. Right. I appreciate it, buddy. I appreciate it. Wait. What do you mean now a word from our sponsor? Are you someone who struggles picking a podcast to listen to because your time is extremely valuable? Yeah, how'd you know? Are you someone who says, damn, there's not enough hours in the day to pick just one? Mm-hmm. Wait, what the fuck? Or are you someone who's interested in a podcast where they interview a wide range of people and find out how the hell they ended up in their profession? <laughs> it's like you read my mind. If I say yes to, can you help oh, me out? Oh, shit. Shit. On unrelated note, while we call the police, if you fuck, said yes fuck. to all those questions, then look no further and allow me to introduce you to the Working Perspectives Podcast, hosted by executive producer Matt Lavelle and accompanied by co-host party boy Pete McCormick. As mentioned, they interview a wide range of people and find out how in the purple nurple fuck 
they ended up in their no, professions, I which I think, in my opinion, bikes. as someone who previously dropped off from one man. place to another until I found something I'm good at, this is something worth investing your time in. You will learn about jobs that you never knew existed. Feel the grind that so many people felt before getting to where they are today. And just like me, it'll maybe help you find that motivation you're looking for to pursue in what it is you want to do. And also, they have great segments in the middle of the show, such as The Weekend Pop-In. Give it a shot. And my two favorites, Memory Lane and What's Going Down in Gamertown, which is a segment I'm part of, so you should definitely look into it. So, that being said, after this video, go out and listen to The Working Perspectives Podcast. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. All links are in the link tree, which is in the description. And now, back to the episode. the movies and theaters, it's going to go onto the streaming services. So... I want to talk about this, right? When you're growing up, right? And I know for me, it was the same. And I think, Justin, you're in the same loop. And I think you're there as well, Nick. Like, I was the same. I was a hyperactive kid. I couldn't pay attention to save my fucking life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, school was tough for me because mm -hmm. of those reasons. And it wasn't like, like, I would make friends and have friends in school and stuff and all of that. But the thing that was tough for me is getting by like like listening and sitting there and not wanting to fucking throw my head through a wall. Right? Pull, like, yeah. pull your hair out. So yeah, yeah. fucking boring. So right? boring. And yeah, like yeah. also then you turn into like like because you have all this energy, you turn into like a fucking annoying little shit. But it's partially the adult's fault because you have nothing to fucking do. You know, like you're not <laughs> making this entertaining for me. I don't like to fucking read. You know what I mean? Like, get, mm -hmm. cut me a break here, right? But, you know, that was never, it was never their problem to deal with. It was always like, oh, he's, you know, learning disabilities and everything like that, which is all fucking bullshit, right? It's, I feel like we're, we're the product of, like, you know, I think we're all the, we're the descendants of warriors and we have heightened battle reflexes. So sitting in a classroom for 12 hours a day with 25 other kids, right? When you have these, you know, like these, these like internal, like already predisposed kind of natural instincts, right? That's what the ADD and the ADHD and all that happy horse shit is. It's just that we're fucking, we have heightened reflexes and, you know, we're conscious of the world around us and we're not sitting there with our thumbs up our fucking asses. Like we're thinking, right? Like you're right. that was another thing. It's like, you're constantly thinking and drifting off and it's because you can't hold our attention, right? Yeah. Get better yeah. at holding our fucking attention and we would have been better fucking students fucking teeth but oh, no you oh. blame it on a learning disorder yeah. and yeah. it's our fault it's not the teacher's fault or the curriculum well, that was fucking horseshit right? Well, right so but i want to ask like for you growing up right did you mm -hmm. play sports or anything did you have a place to to let out your kind of energy like yeah. how did you get by because we all had to find like a thing right like sports was big for us and Obviously, whacking off was a huge thing. Twenty it times took a, a day. lot of time. Yeah, that once I found that, that was a majority of my day, which was good, right? But um, keeps you out of trouble. Exactly. And so, but other, but no, but besides that, like, what kind of stuff were you doing, and like, how are you coping with growing up in it? Like, even when me and Justin were coming <laughs> up, and we're a little behind you in the era. Like they still didn't have a lot of shit for like it was Ritalin. They're like, oh, give them some fucking Ritalin. Give them exactly. some fucking Ritalin, right? Sacking, sacking them. They told my mom. Yeah, my put them on the fucking medicate. Ritalin. Put them on the fucking Ritalin. And dude, I'm happy yeah. my mom didn't do that because I fucking like 
I saw those kids that did have that shit. And yeah, those me kids too. were fucking like, come on. Into zombies. Exactly. Yeah. It's like fucking, yeah. are you kidding me with this? Like, let this kid have a personality and let the personality shine through. Why are you like partially it's fucking lazy is what they were is they were too lazy to handle us you know oh, like figure out something for us to do we're the best fucking kids you have right yeah, give us like, something to yeah. do with our hands or whatever we're fucking you know getting the job it's like a thing. dog you yeah. gotta go run them for a couple hours a day. yeah get crazy yeah dude let us wow. have gym class a couple more times or something like all i wanted to do was put kids in wrestling moves for the first like four years of elementary school Dude, when I found out what a stunner was, that was my main objective every day was to fucking stun everybody I knew, right? Like somebody's getting put in a figure four leg lock for the end of the day. Yeah. Woo! Woo! What about, what? all right, so what were you going to say, Lightning? So you, how did you cope with the fucking heightened battle reflexes that were ingrained in you from generations and generations of warriors and East Falls people? I found it in hockey. I was a hockey player. And everything. So I played a lot of, of hockey p- plays and everything. And keep going. That, so that's the funny part. So you so you were playing hockey, right? Yep. And it, so and this is at an era, right, when hockey was so fucking popular. Oh right? god, yeah. Mighty Ducks had come out and like yeah. you know, everyone was hockey, hockey, hockey. Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. was playing hockey. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I remember like I had so many pairs of rollerblades and we had hockey sticks and goalie pads and nets, right? And like our whole neighborhood would play and we would play our neighborhood would play kids from other neighborhoods and it was the fucking best, right? Like <laughs> when you would play another neighborhood mm-hmm. and beat their ass like you and your boys, like is there anything better, you know? Yeah, yeah, but oh, back to school for a second. There's one good time in my life for schooling. Okay. My high school, Vanguard. I met my first girlfriend there named Denise Moran. Whoa, 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 whoa. No one knows Hold this. on, hold on. You're in high school. You're looking good. You're at Vanguard. You're fucking Nick fucking Lightning right getting ready to rock out and you met denise moran and she was the first one to ride the lightning well let me slow the lightning part down no <laughs> but she was well everybody in that school had disabilities okay well i don't talk about this much openly because it's still a hurtful issue but i right. can tell you sorry this is over the can of worms it's called denise moran she was a, a, a pretty girl i'm not gonna lie she was hey, I would expect nothing friend. less for you, Lightning. Yeah, well, she was dating my friend Nick. My other friend, the two Nicks they called us. This Nick, this Nick Preck is my other friend. No, he's yeah. gone in years. He called us twins. I was short and stubby like DeVito. He's skinny <laughs> and tall like the like the Schwarzenegger. Yeah. So he was dating <laughs> That's her. Fucking pretty great though. Yeah. So he's dating her first one day in a computer class. She stands and says, "I like sex and Nick Fergus tonight." I'm like, what? I was like, just <laughs> the computer starts like, I don't want to look up. You're like, like, uh, yes, uh, please. I was like, shot shitless. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So and you were I like, up. well, you're welcome. <laughs> well, nothing ever happened. That's true. Because, it, well, she actually had brain surgery. She had a plane in her head. She had like brain issues. Yeah. And she went to have brain surgery for a second. She never came back. 
on the operating table. She just oh, passed. Damn. Boom. Damn, lightning. So that, that was the first one. Then three months later, there's another girl came to my school named Jacqueline Anthony, who's like a gorgeous little girl. I'm not a fucking lie to you. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, my friends go talk to her. I said, no, not time. So I got the courage again, saying, hey, I'm Nick, so so blah blah. I think go to gym class or do share bonding. So I'll be over. So she comes over. We have hockey day. And this guy was trash talking me during class. I'm gonna stone you. You can't score on me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna you fat bastard. I'm gonna go from the blue line scoring <laughs> you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So, so check this out. So we get to gym class. We pick teams. He's in the going net, and I go up to the girl down. So this is the first call is for you. Hell yeah! Uh, oh, yeah! Fuck yeah lightning. lightning knows what's up. Yeah. So remember that guy that talked trash on me? Yeah. On the blue line, like a sidewalk, rain and that. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you're like and shove it right so, there, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I went over to Jacqueline and said, that's for you. I'm the baby Oh, part. baby. And she and fucking started hooking melted. Up. And that started it. Started hooking up with her. Literally hooking up with her. Hell yeah, brother. Man, and we had some good times then. She had a kidney problem. We found out later on. Yeah. So, so on Memorial Day, she got sick and went home. I was in my softball all sort game. We played softball in school. It was like slow pitch. Yeah. They find out the next day I get back, she's going past Jesus. on Memorial Day. So I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, what? And I dropped my knees and cried. I was yeah. like, your second, like, your your next girlfriend, right? Like your first yeah, one I'll, it, goes, your next like, one goes. It was. I was like, what the fuck. I'm like, you're fucking. So they took me. Yeah. They took me to my counselor's office, and I said, "Nick, what's wrong?" Uh, so, you told short. him like Jack, Jacqueline, is, you know, right? Like you're like, hey, I swear to God, if she was still alive, I'll probably be married by now. The kids, yeah. Betcha. Well, maybe that was a sign then. The rock gods knew, right? The rock gods knew. Hey, you, you, you gonna tell you from all the shit? Guys, get you going and start rocking the hell out of stuff. It is strange how it works because think about it like this, right? Had you know, had she, you know, an RIP to her, and I'm, you know, and I'm sure she was great. And like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that's a good thing that she passed by any means. Like, there's never, that's never a good case unless you're Hitler. (laughs) Hitler needed to die, but you know, you guys bomb up his ass. Yeah. So, but imagine if she doesn't pass, right? And Good. you guys are dating, right? Are you on that? Sh- are you on the corner of Roxborough and Ridge out by the Kendrick Rack rocking out? Does nope. that nope. happen, right? Nope. nope. I don't think it does. I don't uh, think it nope, does. No, it doesn't. Yeah. And, and that's so funny. You bring that up. I never thought of it all these years. I never thought of it. It's like fate had You'd me. be at your girlfriend's house. Where the fuck? Like, when oh, you married to my wife. You know, like yeah, yeah, like you're not when you when you got a girl, like you're not hanging out in the corner or something. Not in the streets much. anymore. Yeah. No. yeah, the girls keep you out the streets, babe. You know, unless know. unless you, unless you're with them on the streets. In that case, well, you don't actually, want to keep on. You don't want to hold on to them, pal. Let them go. Well, to, well, tell the truth. And since that day, it's in the movie, and we talk briefly about it. About me, wearing the wife, the kids, what it be like. 
And so that's the constant struggle in couple, my life. A couple yeah. little lightnings running around. Well, I sit, well, I, well, <laughs> couple little thunders running around. <laughs> Actually, I see my friends, they're married to kids and everything else. And I think what that uh, could be me. Nah, then my friend, you're with then, me, yo. We only know kids, yo. We'll be all right. Well, actually, my friend says in the movie, we just bring up Nick Lightning. He's okay, and he's not normal. Yeah, I'm not having any kids either. But well, actually, to tell you the truth, dun, dun, dun. sorry. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. he's a butthead. <laughs> Give me my bunghole. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, I'll tell you this. I was the same way for a long time. Justin, you knew this because we were partying together, hanging out. I was whoa, not- whoa, what was Having well, me this shit? No, no. Like we would party and like do our thing and like go out and do whatever and and like you know hook up with girls and do our thing, right? Oh, and like God. I would you know dated chicks and stuff, but I wasn't. I didn't want to have a kid. I'd had some serious relationships that I was like, I can't have kids with these girls because it just ain't. It's not fair to anybody. It wouldn't be fair yeah. to the kid. And then like I met my wife, and then I knew I was like, all right, I definitely want to have a kid with her. And now I have a kid and she, you know, she's like, it, it is, there is days where it's tough and that's everything though, but uh-huh. she is the fucking best, man. It is the best thing. Like, I don't know. And it does change you in ways. Like I used to watch movies, right. Or TV shows where like, you know, if they kidnapped a kid or did something to a kid, I was like, well, who gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> yeah. But right, now if that right, happens, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. You know, but oh well, yeah, how it right. fucking changes you. Plus, too, like I have a, I have a daughter, and it's like, bro, fucking a man. I had like, I could. <laughs> it's not like I was like a bigot or hated women, but I definitely had a different opinion on them before <laughs> I had a daughter. Now it's oh, like, fuck. dude, you know, uh, like, because I like the first thing you think right is that if my daughter meets a guy like I was before I had my daughter, I'm going to fucking kill this guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There's no, actually, there's no, yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck no. Exactly. Absolutely well, actually, well, on that note, I remember when my sister got pregnant for the first time with Jackson, my nephew, at the time. And I was, I was uncle to my friend's kids. But your friend's kids are not your bloodline. Yep. I remember Saying, telling us, I'm gonna have a baby, Nick. I'm gonna be a mom. Oh, fucking awesome. And the day that baby was born, I cried. I was like, I got to hold him for the first time, holding this precious thing in your arms. It's so. I was a badass. Don't get me wrong. I was a badass. I didn't right. give a shit about You're a rocker, babe. You're but a rocker that, through and through. But the first time you hold it, infinite, it humbles the shit out of you. Yeah. Humbled me big time. Yeah. I'm like this young, innocent person that came on my stomach into this world. I'm like looking at William and Osborne like all of a sudden you also in that one instance, you know, carrier rocker, entertainer, don't care about nothing. You only care about how this kid's gonna be will make out in life. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's funny. It's like it does I'll they're so you. small it, it oh. puts you in your place you're like yeah you really their does. Hands. yeah and exactly. like you it see does. like the you know i don't know it's like i see sometimes like the innocence right 
Yeah. Like you just don't want like something to ever happen to that kind of thing. Exactly. Like, you yes. Know, you know they're gonna grow up and things and and yeah, all that, but exactly. uh, you know, yeah. just so, like the yeah. natural kindness and and innocence, like that kind of yeah. thing. That's the stuff that gets you. And like something well, happened actually, to that. That's what fucking. That's what makes. Well, now let's fast forward to almost a year ago now, when during the pandemic, my sister had her second child, a girl, Giovanna, my niece. And I remember holding her for the first time and Jackson, who was like three at the time. No. It was two at the time. Sorry. Okay. Two, okay. Two years no and six. They're two yeah. years and six. They are yeah. two years and six months apart. Okay. Just like me and my sister are. The exact oh. same thing. All right. So, so when she came to this room, I was like, I was like, my God. I looked to mom and said, holy shit. I said, I am so blessed to be a part of this. Yeah. And also, you know that doctor comes in and wouldn't be with the parents, the parents, and everybody else got to leave. Not this doctor. He let us stay. He explained to us about how this works and what's going on. How's, how things are going to work in life. And here's me. I don't know shit about this stuff. Yeah. But then, then I know about stack of marshals some fender cars yeah. <clears throat> that I play. So I'm sitting there listening, like, oh my God. So it's like, it just blows your mind. And me, and the cool part was December in my last show before this fucking pandemic fucked everything up. Yeah. Yeah. It was December 6th, 2019. And my nephew was there. <clears throat> In the flesh to watch his uncle on stage. So you got to share that with your your nephew, like this is but, so you know, like you see your uncle at his, you know, this is what he does. This yeah, is him but, at his best doing best, thing. Yeah. yeah. But he was too young to understand at the time. He still is too young. He doesn't yeah. know my do. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. And I got him a shirt made is it nephew lightning on a little lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey. the best. I'm gonna have a niece lightning too when it comes her time to see me live. Fuck yeah, man. But it's like nephew lightning. <clears throat> actually, the now, best. But here's my one of my favorite memories of my show days. Of anniversary, I'm sitting playing the keyboard. I call my friend's son Frankie Jr. out, who's my nephew. And the kids know me as Uncle Nick. That's yeah. all they know me by. Yeah. Not daddy's friend or mommy's friend as Uncle Nick or the yeah. family. Yeah, I wave him out to the stage. He starts playing keyboards, man. As I'm singing Elton John, that is surgery for fighting. He's playing with me. I'm playing with one hand, he's playing with the other hand on a keyboard. Yeah. He's, he's out there with his uncle on stage gaming on a live video. Damn, that's so, great. That's I looked great. over and I, I, I gave him a hug. I said, dude, you did it. Yeah, he says, Thanks, I think that was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's incredible that you could give that to him you know yes. like he can't experience that with anybody else only with uncle nick that's incredible yes. man that's yeah, a great that's a great thing too like the, the fact that you were able to do that for him that's a great thing you should be very proud of that i am very proud i'm very proud you should be because i well you know when the time will come for me to say goodbye there's this one song that will never sing ever What's it's that? by Mot- it's by Motley Crue. All good things must end. All good things must die. 
Uh, and they wrote that as their farewell song. Yeah. Because it's been a hell of a life, a hell of a night, a hell of a ride, hell of a good time. It's always saying goodbye to the fans. That's like my funeral song. Yeah. Where I sing it and never gonna happen. <laughs> Lightning's like, gonna live forever, babe. Well, with the movie coming out and all this, you guys are <clears throat> sorry, when you Matt Huber, who we were with earlier this year on his podcast. Scotty, uh, Aaron Scotty and, 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 and Mac Black from the Paper Butter Falcon did theirs. You guys now, you guys have been helping to grow the legend of Nick Lightning. All wait, wait, wait. wait. The, the guy that the movie The Peanut Butter Falcon was based on? You did his yeah. show? Yeah. Scott, uh, Aaron Scotty. Did you oh. So how did you get how did you get linked up with him? Well, this is Matt Cuban. He does it's something like you guys do. But <clears throat> he has like entertainers, flyers, he has all the sports personalities, all like the entertainers. <clears throat> okay. He knew them, so he got to touch in touch with them. They worked together, so they sent him <clears throat> sorry, he's sitting at my trailer. And he wanted to do the podcast with Fox, mm-hmm. me and my friend Frank. So I, but thanks to these podcasts, is growing your legend and Nick Lightning even more. Yeah, you guys doing this are helping me. So I'm just waiting for every podcast I did, and this is only my third ever one, by the way. <laughs> well, works but, for me. I didn't know who Nick Lightning was before tonight. I like it. Yeah, I'm well, a big fan. Well. As 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 I was saying, the music means everything to me. <clears throat> and see, for you up there, Miss Richardson, who never knew me, never met me since before this happened. I want people to say, "Well, he's a cool dude," and that's what yeah. I try to do. I don't yeah. want to be like this. And you probably know that rockstars are pricks sometimes and say they bother me. Not me. And here's something else you don't know about me. I never charge for my shows. All my shows are always free of charge. Just you come and enjoy. Yeah, you're you're providing an escape for those people yes. to come and you know and experience and have a good time and letting them ride the lightning. And everyone yeah. gets to ride the lightning for free, brother. Yeah, That's and the name of the game. Exactly. In 20 years, I'm not going to start changing it now. God, <clears throat> God doesn't charge for lightning. <laughs> Nick doesn't charge for the lightning. God damn right. Oh, hold on, hold on. The show is you free. See my shirt right here? Hell yeah. We made copies of that shirt, actually, Bruce. We made copies of them. <clears throat> but now we're going to friends and family. It's a trial. Yeah. We're going to start selling these soon. No yeah. details yet been announced. Yeah. We're going to start trying to sell these shirts. Yeah. Well, Nice. So here's what we're going to do. We're coming towards the top of time. We're in the final quarter of this show. So what I want to do before we get out of here, I want to ask you a couple questions. And then later after that, we might get into even some wrestling talk. All right. Let's do it. All righty. So first question, what was your favorite movie at the age of 10? (laughs) Holy crap. Let me see. Transformers. How old were you? Uh, how the animated you... movie? <coughs> yeah, I mean, the one where Optimus Prime dies at the end. Yes. Say what? You never Spoiler. saw the 19, 1980, what two animated Transformers movie? 
Yeah, the Robert right. Stack played the voice. Robert Stack did the voice of Optimus Prime. That's the Damn. only Transformers movie I've ever seen. I've never seen the new ones. Really? I have, and they're, and they're awesome. Yeah, uh, I guess dude. they are. But all I know is Prime dies at the end of that animated John. Dude, the, uh, the I'll tell you this, man. If you go into the, I remember I was dating a girl, and we went to see the third Transformers, right? And we went in and like, like, you know, we were feeling good going into the show, but I knew like going into that, a show like that, I saw it in the IMAX 3D. Right. And I was like, going into this, I don't fucking really care too much about the plot. I just want this thing to look fucking cool. One, the story was great. Right. But Mm -hmm. the music, the action, the fucking, the explode, like everything else. Right was fucking awesome it was just a badass good fucking flick right Mm -hmm. and there's a reason it made you know uber uber millions of bucks right and spawned like 10 movies after it but like that movie was just fucking really really good so okay so transformers the animated was your favorite movie at the age of 10 right yes and then the uh okay so what's your favorite movie now (laughs) oh god I can't. I don't really have one right about now. What about a TV show? You got a favorite TV show? Yeah, I'm a big NC, uh, NCIS fan. All right. Blue Blood. I'm like Blue Bloods, like CSIs. Nice. Like all of them crime dramas. Right. You still watch SVU, Law and Order? SVU? Mm. No. Yeah, I do sometimes. I get around to it. All I right, still want to piece that girl that plays in the, the main spot. There's one smoke show, folks. <laughs> wait, wait. In SVU, there's what you wanna you wanna let her pin you for the three count? Is that one, what you're saying, Lightning? Two, three. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Big dick wins. Oh ding, man. Ding. Give him the lightning. Nice. Okay. Yeah, it's a girl that plays Benson. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. I know. Yeah. The main I, character in SVU. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen it, so I'll have to check it out. Nice. Okay. So I think we already know the answer to this, but but I mean, if you could give yourself a nickname, what would it be? I'm assuming you were the one that thought of Nick Lightning. Is that mm-hmm. right? Not really. Oh, uh-uh. <clears throat> here's a quick one. And I, I'll tell the story behind it. My original name was Purple Lightning. Purple I like Lightning? Because I like Prince, and that was my first song, Purple Lightning. All right. So before I did my first ever talent show for the rec department was me, this Morty first, it's John Moffat, and this, uh, this Ebony Hatcher, a black girl, in yeah. the Kendrick office. So the guy says, what's your, John says, what's your first, what's your name? Nick, what do you go by? Purple Lightning. That's a gay name, Nick. You need a different name. We're not putting that in there. <clears throat> like, all right. Fuck. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so they went around the room. So Don's idea was to call me Hot Stud, Hot Stud Nick. I'm like, dude, that's a rap name. I'm not a rapper. What the Hot fuck? Stud Nick. Nick. What's the stud first? Nick. That's the first one. Then Morty said, "How about we call you the Hot Nick?" I'm like, what? The Hot Nick. Nick. All right. I'm like, what? Oh, all right. Sounds and like Ebony a sandwich. Said, yeah, really. Yeah. So then Amy Hodge said, "She says, how about we call you Nick Light?" I said, yeah. spell, it's spelled L-I-G-H-T-I-N-I-N-G. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. She's the one who got me the name. Dude, all right. And I and saw what, her, what was her name? Destiny Hatcher? No, Ebony Hatcher. Ebony, Ebony Hatcher. 
Shout out Ebony Hatcher. Fucking got Nick Lighton in the name. Now, check this out. And I saw her at one of the events, uh, one of the talent shows some years back. And I saw her and, she's, and I said to my dad, just want to give me Nick Lightning. And let's say back. Still Nick Lightning. Yeah, still his fair day. And I owe it all to her. Damn. I know what my name would have been. Shit. Yeah, hot stud <laughs> Nick. Don't even go there, dude. That's not funny no more. Ah, come on. It's so, funny. I'll let you go. <laughs> It's so funny. I'll give it to you that. All right. So nice. Okay. So let's keep it moving. So if you could host a TV show, what would what TV show would you host? Oh boy. Let's see. Hmm. Maybe I want to take Steve Harvey's place at in in, in the celebrity or family, family feud. feud. Yeah. Family feud, dude. Yeah. Great shout. Great shout. Love the feud. Dude, if you ever watch like uh, Feud's Funniest Moments with Steve Harvey, you are going to go down a rabbit hole and you are going to piss yourself laughing because <laughs> he is so fucking good on this. Oh, feud. he is. I know. Steve Actually, Harvey is good on the fucking Feud, brother. 100, 100 people surveyed, 100 people had answered. Number one answer on the board, Steve Harvey. Steve fucking <laughs> Harvey. Nice. Fucking right. Nice. That's a great answer. Okay. So let's keep it going then. So that kind of ties into our next question, right? So if you could be on a TV show or a game show, either one, it could be real or made up, what TV show or game show would you be on? The Celebrity Dating Game. The Celebrity Dating Game. So is that is that still no, around? No, no, no. It's the one. No, it was, it was the Celebrity Dating. It's like the one that Michael Bolton's on. What, like you had a chance to date a celebrity? No, actually, there's a yes, yeah, celebrities get to go and sit and they ask, like, there's number one, what's your favorite food? There's number two, same oh, question. Oh, look at them. And then it's called the, the match, the, ma, the match, match game. game. Yeah, that's it. I haven't seen the wrong damn thing, dude. That's <laughs> a great show. Like, if they still had that, like, if there was single, they still do. Out there, oh, do they really? And they reboot it. And they had this forget the girl's name, but they have Michael Bolton playing the piano and hosting with her. Oh, wow. and Michael Bolton looks like a fucking ghost. <laughs> Jesus. So wait, so they have like so it's so it's like uh, single celebrities on the show, and, no, they, and, they, and they dude, ask if it's too. a guy, like that guy is banging every chick, and he's not there. He's not dating them. You know what I mean? They like, have straight dude. Yeah. They're just, straight. Yeah. If you're a guy, you're just jumping on there to get some ganache and get out of there. So yeah. nice. The celebrity dating game. So okay. So you've been in the entertainment business for a while and things like that. Is there a cool word or a term that is used in the entertainment business that you could teach us? Of course. Hit me. What do you got? I mean, well, let me say stuff for you. This means when we say, let the show go, but don't let it go. It means, you tell that backstage to have a good, when you say it means have a good show, but don't let the show go. It means do not get your head full of crap to where you think you're a big shit and you mess up the words or something. It's like, kind of like, it's like, means that you do not, you go out, do what you do, but you gotta keep a level head. 
So like, you know, like, so there, you're the leader of the ship out there, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're out there, everyone is playing off of you. So yes. if you get too wrapped up in it and you're fucking losing your head and you're not staying sharp, the other guys aren't going to know what to do if you start going off yes. or messing up the words and they're going to mess yes, up the exactly. tune and then everyone shits out. So even you got to go out there and stay sharp. So what's the saying? Don't or, or don't let don't the show let go. Don't go. Don't let the show go. Don't let the show stop you. All right. That's the that's the real version of it. Don't and let I the actually, show go. Don't let the show stop you. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Sorry. And that's the that's the one thing I've learned over my on my whole entire life in this adventure. And I was and I'm blessed. I know we're getting off topic for a second. Sorry. But I got I'm blessed because when I started this career, I started as a roadie for my for friend's band. I started as a roadie for my friend Elvis, who's uh, who's played with Jeff Swider and our entertainer, my good friend. I set up his green room, I set up a staging equipment. I this is how I learned the business. Yeah. And how to set get, a show up and how to like actually set everything up yes. and work it yeah. up there. Yes. And like the and yeah, so that's where there's another saying too. He says have if if it how does it go? I forget. Oh, it goes let you let the show no have fun, be happy, and feel good. Another saying means Feel good about yourself. Be happy for what you're doing out there. And be and just think and just try to do a good show. Yeah. And there are two good things that mean a lot to me, and I still think it's this very damn day. Yeah. We had a uh in the fighting game, we have a similar saying, right? So yes. ours look good, feel good, feel good, fight good, fight good, win. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so like I remember like if I had a fight, right, I would usually get like a haircut that day and like I would have like a like a like a weigh in outfit and like a showing up to the arena outfit and probably mm-hmm. some new shoes and things like that. Just because you want to look good, you want to feel good, yeah. like you're in shape, <clears throat> yeah. you're fucking ripped, you're tight, yeah. you know, and you want to be you want to be ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So nice. So it's kind of like the same kind of thing. That's awesome, man. Nice. Okay, so let's keep it moving. So we're going to get on a little sour note here, but what was the worst day of work in your whole life? Wow. Yeah. That's a... If I had to pick one, it'll be the day that I first left Rite Aid, my work. Mm-hmm. I left Rite Aid after 13 years. I left at... No. I left it after 13 years to go away to wife four years and live my life. Yeah. So that was the last mm. one of the worst days. I don't know that. That's Alexa. <laughs> hey, Alexa. Alex. So you wait, said wait. to go away for a while before you went away to Hawaii for you for four years. Yep, that's where it was. But the right aid right on Ridge, right by uh Rebetta Wendy's. No, the one up in the Andorra shopping center. Oh, okay. I know where that one is, too. So, wait, yeah. wait, wait. so hold on. So your worst day of work was the day that you left Rite Aid, which was a job you'd been at for 14 years, right? 13 at the time. 13 years. You left there to go live in Hawaii for yes. four years? Yes. Not going to lie. Doesn't sound like a bad day. <laughs> well, to me, it was. So it was 
almost a manager. You're getting yeah. ready to be and a like manager. And like you, you've put a lot into it. Like 13 years, you put a lot in there. You built yeah. a ton of relationships. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. and you're like a nice, personable guy. And you were working the pharmacy, right? No, no, not oh, okay. the time. I was just a cashier. So, but you were like, I bet people would come in and like you knew their names and they would yeah. talk to you. And you, I bet you had a lot of friends there, right? Yeah. yeah. Actually, very funny. Two cops came in every time, Officer Klein and Officer Street. I remember Officer Klein so well. I could tell we did the he used to get a newspaper, pack of Marlboros, and a and a Coke. <laughs> Fucking that sounds day. like the best cop ever. And then his officer street came in, just got a sprite, and that was it. So I got friendly with him over the years. It's so funny. I'm at the rec center. I might get I might get up practicing. Something like kiss. No one's supposed to see my face. I'm all done up. No one knows what I look like. So I walked to the office and there's an officer street right there. And it's a years since I've seen her. Yeah. That was street memories. Nick, he took my glass off. How are you? How are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's like great. And plus it's funny. It's like that's what I miss. I'm a people person. Yeah. <laughs> And I just love being around people. That's what I'm, my thing is. It doesn't matter. I got these glasses, bandana, shirt on. You know me from my normal thing when I come to wrestling events. Yeah. You know how normal I am, how fun loving. Yeah. You're just out, dude. You're a good time. I'll fucking shout yeah. that from the rooftops. Nick Lighton, yeah. it's a good fucking time. And yeah. you're like, you're just a no- like, you kind of miss, like, you knew like you were going to miss the interaction. You're going to miss your safe place. Like, you're going to yes. miss your friends. And like, it like you know people people say whatever they want about like cashiers and retail but it's not yeah. an easy job it's a very oh, it like, isn't. you you no, have you to want to do it yeah you have to yeah. deal yeah. with a lot of people that are not nice like you yeah. probably had to deal with like a lot of ignorant and like mean uh-huh. and like well, just, you know b- bad people yeah. on a daily basis well, so I'll tell like you, you're but, eating a lot of shit in that job and yeah. people don't realize it and you kind of got to know it and got to like it so go well, ahead actually I tell him fixer on that note. One day I'm at work and my boss Andre was there. This skinny black kid through my buddy. Mm-hmm. This guy comes in, he looks like strung out. I cannot really tell. And at this time, we're starting to card people. It's an old, that big carding for tobacco things. Started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember saying, Sorry, I guess your ID, sir. That's the rules. He says, I'm gonna cut your throat out. Don't give me the damn cigarettes. So, sorry, I can't. I'm, like, I'm trying to be nice. I can't, sir. I lose my job. I got a knife here. I'll stab you right now, you son of a bitch. So, I'm being scared shitless right now. So, I call my manager up, Andre, who's about six foot, I say about 138, soaking wet, would say. So, he's like just a bean pole. He okay. comes up and says, what's wrong? I said, oh, Nick, give him the fucking, give him the damn cigarettes and give him out <laughs> yeah. his house. Yeah, obviously. So- he said, he said give him the cigarettes. And I'm going to tell you now, you're never going back in the store ever again. If I catch you, I'm getting you arrested for trespassing. Oh, wow. So, so, so the manager had your back then. Yes. So the manager was like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Stop harassing my guy. Yeah. And get your shit, you know, like get get exactly. the fuck out of here. Yeah, good. Exactly. That's what he should have done. He should have stuck up for you. Good. He did. Jesus and Christ, all that for a pet. Do you remember the smokes? <laughs> there were marble lights. All Ooh. of that for a fucking pack of marble lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I think the guy's strong or strong out because I thought. Yeah. He was on some he had, shit. Yeah. But on the other subjects, not. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let's keep it moving then. <laughs> so, all right. So that was your worst day of work. So what is the best day of work your whole life? Well, that was nine months ago when I became, when I started training to become a pharmacy technician at Rite Aid. All right. And they, and they give me a pay raise of $10.50 an hour now. All right. Hell so yeah. that's the best day of my life. And then and I must admit, I love doing that job. Yeah. At 45 years old, learning something new like that, it's really hard for someone with disabilities like myself. Sure. It'd be hard for anybody. Look at this. I found out there's only a handful of male technicians in their company's history. Hey. I'm, bring, I'm bringing I'm broken out glass ceiling. There you <laughs> go. Hey, man, there you go. Fucking standing up for men everywhere. I'm sick of yeah, men being like, oppressed. Yeah, We're man. Oppressed. All right. I, I sh- I'm a man's man. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> pharmacy technicians have already been, have always been, you know, sexist towards men, and you're breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah. And goddamn well, right, Lightning. Yeah. 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 Good. That's, that's nice. Dude. Man. Awesome, man. I'm proud so, of you, dude. That's great. So, so you're back working at, at Rite Aid. So you would say that Lightning does strike twice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Give this guy a bonus. Those of you guys hate each other. You just just walked back in lightning. You walked back in right aid like the lightning is back. No, actually, funny story. Dude, I was fucking, never, hold on, Justin. You've been waiting to fucking come <laughs> hit that one, you know. God, but damn, actually, that was great. Well, go ahead, go ahead. Here's like. the truth. I was never, I was never going back to that. Like, I was done with it. Yeah. We felt I was sick of. Yeah. But I saw my boss, my original boss, Linda, at, at ShopRite here in Roxborough. Her brother says to me, he has disabilities like me, who I'm very friendly with him, named Joey. Snap. You ever think about coming back to writing? I thought about it a couple times. Why? So, well, there's a new manager up there, and he might get you back in if you want to go do it. I said, who's the new manager? Charles and this Charles I knew from my left the first time. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, All right. So let's shorten this very quick. I went up there, talked to him, signed an application. Bam! Within six days, I was hired again. Just nice. just on on August 29th of this year, I started my second year back. All right. So so it was, so we added 13 and two together. And there are 15 years total. Fuck yeah, Fuck man! Best day of my life. Dude, that's great, dude. I'm happy. I'm happy, man. I'm happy that you have that. And like, you know, like I'll tell you, dude, doing what you love. And like, I think you're just like the a fun loving, happy guy. And I'm I'm yes, happy I to am. see like you're doing something where you're enjoying yourself, you're having mm-hmm. fun. And like then, you know, we get to hang out on on, you know, at the wrestling events and, and your movies coming out and you're still rocking. Yeah. Like, dude, I'll tell you what, and you said at the top of the show, you've had a blessed life, but I'm not gonna lie, Lightning. You know, you've had the courage and the guts to persevere through through, you know, trials and tribulations that other people would have quit and given up and and they would pull the, uh, you know, the disability card and said, oh, I can't do this because I'm this. Not I me. can't do this because of that. Not lightning. Lightning nope. knows that he's, you know, you you stood up for yourself and, and you knew what you're worth and, and you went out and you, yes. know, you got your worth. And I'm fucking proud of you, man. And, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to know you. You're a great I'm fucking ha- guy. Yeah, I'm happy too. I'm happy to get to know so many cool people in my life. Yeah. And and now you guys are added to that list of cool people I know. 
probably the coolest people you know i'd say we're a lot cooler <laughs> than that tom guy you know <laughs> uh i wouldn't go there wow wow lightning even on i'm joking even i'm on. joking yeah no, yeah he uh so no i'll tell you this plus something too and i think this is something all people should know lightning like you are you're genuinely nice and polite to everyone you meet right and mm-hmm. i'll say maybe in other areas that's not rare but in philadelphia that's a very rare thing to find someone yeah. who is genu- genuinely nice and polite to everyone they meet and that's not a bad thing right that's actually nope. a really great thing and it's a really tough thing too because it's easy to be angry and mean to everybody because yeah. you're in a fucking mood or whatever it is but mm-hmm. you found it like that you can be nice and polite to everyone and you get along with everybody and it's because you're a good person and there should be more people that strive to have that type of demeanor and that attitude and if they did then philadelphia wouldn't be such a fucking dickhole place to live sometimes you know mm-hmm. right yeah. so good yeah, you're you yeah. know you're kicking ass and taking names lightning and i'm happy for you well yeah so i'm just seeing other questions you got for me jeez well that was the last one right well, in and, that case well, and in we're that coming case, to the top of time but what in that case what in that case i just gotta say thank you again for having me i know it's short notice i am sorry for that other guest he <laughs> missed out on a great time with this i yeah. had a great time tonight tell well, the truth when no i thought to him really quickly when he told me not to do this today i was like i was just in my chair actually i'm talking to you from my dining room set and my kitchen's right next door to me, and my living room's right there. Mm-hmm. So I'm right in, like, we have a small house. Yeah. But I was saying, I, don't know, I was not doing nothing until I was just screwing around. So, like, and plus, I guess I was only joking about the hockey thing in the beginning. Yeah. Like, I, I'm upset with that. I'm, yeah. I know I'm going to make more games to share with my cousin. He always takes me, my cousin, Jeff, yeah. Yeah. takes me to Aaron, all the games. Because I love it. Hey, man. Dude, I'll tell you this. I'm fucking a lot happier that we have you on as a guest than, you know, he who must not be named either. You know yeah, but I mean? I'm just saying, well, Tony Hino was just wrestled. He was rough for WWE for five years. Yeah. Wow, big deal. I've yeah. been kicking some shit ass yeah. for 28 years. Yeah, he he's not selling out any fucking rock halls or anything like that. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right now, bro. Yeah, his nickname's not Lightning. So Yeah, yeah. His name, yeah, yeah, name's yeah. The Stooge, you know? <laughs> Well, about wrestling, the stooge. That's funny. You bring it up. Hey, so nice. So okay, so we're coming to the top of time here, at Lightning. I'll tell you what, man. I've always I always enjoy hanging with you and talking to you, but this has been fucking awesome, man. And getting Thank your story you and getting your background and having a good time with you. And Justin, you and me are usually on the same page with this. But if you'd be willing, Lightning, we'd love for you to come back on the show. I would be an honor and a privilege to do it. You can show me a time and a place, and I'd be here at Bell's on. Yeah, I want to talk about wrestling with Nick Lightning. Oh, <laughs> yes, you oh, do. So, I so, want so to talk about ECW with Nick Lightning. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Baby. Getting a little ECW. We'll save that for the next show. But then, yeah. Justin, you can come to one of the watch-alongs, too, and hang out with us there, because they're a good time. Damn right. They're, they're, they're a riot. Yeah, they're the kind you throw no. sticks at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, okay, so we're coming to the top of time. Uh, Nick Lightning, anything you want to say to the legions of your adoring fans before we get out of here? Yes, I want to say, my legions fans, thanks for having my back all these years. Thanks for being there for me. 
as Bon Jovi says, I'll be there for you. These three words, I swear to you. <laughs> I'm going to breathe air. I'm going to breathe, breathe the air for you. Yeah. And that's true. And also, yeah. uh, I hope to see everybody on October 17th, pulling all together in Fayetteville for my movie premiere. Yeah. And tickets are only $15 get three films. And oh, something else I forgot to mention. Remember, you asked me if I ever write any of my own stuff? Yeah. I did actually. I wrote a song that's in the movie called Lightning Days. I recorded it with my uncle, who's a professional composer, and it's in the movie. So that's a little sidetrack. All right. Little debut. Little debut. Nice. All right. Awesome. So cool. Jada, anything you want to say to the fans before we get out of here? You, you said it in the show. Nick Lightning's a good fucking time. Nick Lightning is a good fucking time. And uh, yeah, so that you, you are 100% right. So we're coming to the top of time. Uh, this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Justin Richardson. Our guest today is the fucking righteous Nick Lightning. Uh, watch out for his movie at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, October 17th. $15, you get three movies, right? And, oh, and, and you also get the debut of Nick's single, Lightning Times. Lightning Days is at Lightning 1 days. p.m. It's the showtime's 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Colonial Theater, Phoenixville, October 17th. Be there to ride the lightning. And then for us, you can find all the Working Perspectives podcast content on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast and hang out with us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, then do us a favor and email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And then also, my wife, just get her off my back and please <laughs> subscribe to the show. The just God. fucking please do it. I can't take her fucking endless anymore. Well, Matt, I'll, save me Matt, and subscribe. What's up? I Lightning? can save that right now. You go to my Facebook page, Nick Lightning. Post this. I guarantee you, you're gonna have a lot of followers to get that from taken care of. Hey, I'll send you. I'll send you a link to our YouTube channel, and hopefully that'll get her off my back. Anything, anything, <laughs> just stop the endless nag. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Work Inspectors Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See you. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skot. B-E-L-L dot com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry dot com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.